This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Well, good morning, Notre Dame fans. Hope everyone is having a good start to their Thursday. Uh, I'm Mike Singer, and and join me, as always, is uh, my colleague Kyle Kelly. We're a couple of recruiting writers here at Blue and Gold, and uh, every Thursday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, we are live on YouTube to talk some of the latest happenings in Notre Dame football recruiting if you're watching live with us, please do drop some comments. Let us know where you're watching from and uh, some of the stuff you want us to address. Um, Tom's already here. He says, good morning, lads. Tom, hope you are well. It's good seeing you in all of our our YouTube shows. Um, and yeah, if you're watching back, leave a comment. Let us know what you think about some of the stuff we're talking about. Um, we always like to to see the, the comments in the YouTube afterwards. And then, of course, if you're listening via podcast, always appreciate you as well. Would recommend if you can get into some of these live chats, uh, watch the um, you know, the replays, because like Kyle's been on the road a lot um, and he's been taking some really good video. Well, the, well maybe maybe it's maybe it's good video. We'll see. But he's, he's been on the road, been doing a lot of good stuff. Um, so we'll get to watch some of that and, and you can only do that if you're watching on YouTube. But, uh, so Kyle, where, where in the world are you right now? My friend, uh, obviously you are, uh, not in your, um, uh, your, your home. You are, uh, some at some hotel. Where are you at? Where are you at my friend? Yes. After a wild goose chase throughout the state of Wisconsin yesterday, I made it to green Bay yesterday afternoon. I went over to Notre Dame de la Bay Academy to see, legacy tight end slash edge recruit James Flanagan. I spent the evening with him watching his practice, talking to him earlier, but tell you what, Mike, I don't know if you knew this. I I told um, some of our other on three guys in one of our meetings about a month or two ago, but I ended up having to get a new car because um, my other one got totaled. So uh, having my new car, I was driving up and I got an oil change a couple of days ago. I wanted to make sure I was ready to roll. I'm about to travel about a thousand miles this week. Check engine light came on. So oh, I stopped at uh, O'Reilly's, a couple gas stations, and finally a Hyundai dealer. And uh, funny enough, by the time I got to the Hyundai dealership, engine light came off. So anyway, <laughs> I made it to Green Bay in one piece. I'll be heading to Watoma, Wisconsin this afternoon, and then uh, Milwaukee, uh, Carroll University. I think it's a little bit outside. Milwaukee tonight to see Owen Strebeck. Are you not like a a, a a car guy? Not like a not can't say with, I am. Yeah, I'm not either. I want to so, pretend I am, but I'm not. No, well, you can't pretend you are if you just said you're not one. I yeah, a couple years ago for Christmas because I'm not either. I got like one of those. Um, like if you go to the auto parts store or whatever, and your check engine light comes on, they'll come and check it for free. I have that machine now. It's like thirty bucks or something on Amazon. So. Of course, now since I've had it, I haven't needed it, but my sister needed it. Um, her sister-in-law, I should say. She came into town. Her check-in on July was on, so I was able to check it, and it was like some tire. I don't know. But it wasn't a big deal. But anyway, so, but yeah, so Kyle Kelly's, uh, he's on the road, and we will talk about a little bit more of his uh, road travels. Actually, we'll do that right now. So you got to see uh, a guy named uh, CJ Carr. I think some Notre Dame fans have probably heard of him. Um, number 49 overall player in the country, number six uh, passer per the on three industry ranking. We won't talk about on three's own ranking of him. Um, I think we've done that uh, at nauseum. Yeah, um, stay away from that one. Yeah, uh, Tom Frawley asks, is that Jim Flanagan's kidding Green Bay? Yes, that is. Yeah. Um, Kale says, when's the beard coming off? Listen, I'm telling you guys, if I shave this beard without getting a haircut, I'm going to look whack. I'll look whack regardless, but that's the last time I uh, agree to a, a wager 
And it wasn't even a wager because I didn't even get anything if Notre Dame didn't cover by 30. But whatever. doesn't matter. I'm happy to do it. It, it, it's a long time coming anyways. So yeah, I got to see CJ Carr. Um, so we will uh, pop on <clears throat> his uh, film from what you thought. Oh, that was a little loud. So yeah. What did you think about seeing him in, live in person? Yeah. Um, I, I tried to do this chronologically cause I thought it would make sense, but um, on that opening drive pretty much set the theme for CJ Carr's senior opener. Uh, didn't really see him move the ball downfield a whole lot. He was pretty much dinking and dunking, um, but I like to call it a little bit more of a surgical effort. CJ was taking what the defense gave him all night. Um, I, I talked to his head coach afterward, Joe Palka from Saline, Michigan High, uh, legendary, legendary high school coach in Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan, and he was kind of telling me that you know our offense, we like those short intermediate throws, and CJ. Uh, just has that capability to really operate the offense, go through his reads and kind of pick, pick apart the defense in different spots. And that's exactly what he did uh, last Thursday night, a week ago against Belleville. I I think he finished 20 of 29 for a little over 300 yards. Um, That was an 80 yard touchdown there that uh, his teammate gave him uh, a good boost on the passing, passing yardage there. But um, overall, it, it was just a really impressive effort just to watch the way CJ has grown. Uh, not even as just like kind of physically, you can tell he's bigger and stronger, but he's so mature and he has such a command of the offense. And that's something I asked CJ about um, and his uh, coach afterward is just his growth as a, a signal caller and operating that offense. And that that's been the the biggest point of growth for him, according to his coach as well. He just he's so mature. Uh, he gets the guys in the right spots. He sets the offensive line protections. He just does a whole lot for the team. And uh, most importantly, he is uh, underrated with those legs. He can run the football, believe it or not. He he can move. I saw him towards the end of the third quarter have a couple 10, 15 yard scampers. Um, he's a good athlete and he's mature. So once he gets to Notre Dame in uh, December, he'll be, or sorry, January, he'll be pretty much ready to roll. Yeah, this was one heck of a play here. Him kind of extending and throwing this little bit of a dangerous pass, but a uh, nice pickup. Um, yeah, he, he can he can definitely get out and move. So there was, a, what, 49, 42 threes, like similar to the Navy game, right? It was the same exact score as the Navy game, which I found pretty funny. And it was Brighton, right? It was Brighton. Brighton, Michigan High. Yeah, they were so Brighton's supposed to be a decent team this year, but I mean CJ just he fired up and led those guys all game. He only had to play three quarters. I mean, he was the only way to describe it was surgical. He sliced and diced them all night long. And you know, he didn't have a touchdown pass according to my record. Um, I know Celine's statistician recorded him with a touchdown pass. I don't know where that came from, but uh, anyway, uh, he he was awesome. I, I know he the touchdowns don't show up on the sheet, but uh, they didn't need to, and I think we're going to see a really impressive senior campaign from Notre Dame's future quarterback. All right, pretty good stuff there. Um, so as I've talked about in the past, you know, so, sometimes we'll we'll do ad reads, and and they're they're great. Like right, I, I love all of our sponsors and stuff, but then there's one that's uh, it doesn't feel like an ad read, right? Because we're like just talking college football and stuff. So uh, we are going to do our uh, prize pick spots um, right now. And it is always um, a, a, a fun thing to talk about prize picks. So um, for folks wondering what prize picks is, uh, l- let me tell you about it. So it's a fantastic company. Um, and, and basically what you get to do here is you pick two to six players a week. Um, and if, and if they will go more or less than their price pick projections and you could win 25 times up your money, uh, 25 times your money on an entry. It even gets better though. All first time users that deposit and use promo code BGI, um, will get 
um, an instant deposit match up to $100. So if you deposit $100, bucks, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Download the app or go to prizepicks.com, but please use that promo code BGI. It's not just for college games. You know, you got uh, PGA, college and uh, pro men's, women's basketball, NASCAR, MMA. You even got cricket. I see video games like uh, Counter Strike Go, like some crazy stuff in there. And remember, folks, all first time users that deposit, use the promo code BGI, get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Uh, prizepicks.com. So, wanted to show my entries so i i threw out one from watching uh my atlanta united my local soccer team here uh and i i didn't do too well um but that's neither here nor there and one thing that's pretty awesome is let me go back to the board is that they'll basically give out a freebie pick so right now for the first game it is more or less a half yard from dak prescott so I've been basically using that on every single pick and basically, and I'm still, I, I still didn't do too well. So there's also, there's flex plays and then there's like the, the power play. So your traditional, here's four picks. If you get all four, right, you're doing really right. You're, you're going to have a decent little uh, payout there. Uh, but also you can do like three out of four, but you only get one point five times um but if you get four out of four you get five times so i usually go with the flex play um but i also have a a pick going of dak prescott more than a yard and then travis kelsey um versus the detroit on september 7th having more than a touchdown sets a um you know a, a power play there of uh you know three times if i get the, the both picks correct so our pick from last week we had i used the dak prescott pick again more than a yard that he throws against the giants on september 10th which i feel pretty good about sam hartman i felt he was gonna throw it for 300 yards which that was wrong there kyle said hey it's gonna be rainy let's go let's go for less than 240 yards uh and he went for 251 uh but we did go estimate more than 82 and a half yards and he had 95 so we did go the flex play so you know an entry of five dollars nets you know a uh, dollar and, and a quarter so it's it's fun right if you're you know if you're doing this you're really just trying to have some fun so that's all we are really doing here so you ready to make an entry, Kyle? You want to? I'm always ready for prize picks, man. This is my favorite part of the week. I sense sarcasm, but he's not being sarcastic. So no, I am big on this, man. I'm disappointed we did not win last week. Oh, well, yeah. we won. We won. Really? I... We shouldn't go three. For... We did that. Remember, we did the flex play. So right. it's if you get three for three, there's more more of a payout. But two two for three still, which again. Prize picks is giving away this Dak Prescott. So we're always going to use this until September 10th. Heck yeah. We're going to, we're going to use the Dak Prescott. And then do we go to college football? And and if you're watching live with us, please do let us know what, what you guys think about some of these. Um, and then we'll get back to your uh, regularly scheduled programming. So this is all kind of, there, there's no Notre Dame, uh, Tennessee state in here. This is more like Thursday, Friday. Do, I mean, I want to go with like a quarterback. See, Graham Mertz, 179 and a half passing yards. Like, you've got to think Florida's quarterback goes for more than 200 yards passing, right? That's what you think, but he's a transfer. He's coming in. He's playing Utah, who's got a tough defense. I think that's on the road, too. But it is. you make a good point. Life's too short to bet the less. So we're going to go more and, and more here. So this would be a three times payout. Let's see. Rush touchdowns. And how about Quinn? We'll go with Utah's running back to score a touchdown. Okay. So we'll go flex, you know, or, or so the flex play, you can see if you get all three collect, it, it's 2.25 times your money, two corrects, 1.25. Um, but the power play, if you just want to go straight, got to get three for three, it goes five times. So let's let's go flex play because we're pansies. 
And uh, we'll also go $5 entry. Sound good? Do we like it? Hopefully this ends up better than last week. Fire it up and let's Again, go. last week we did we did okay. I feel like as long as you're not losing, you're winning. Right. So we're going to place it. Successfully placed submitted entry, and that's it. So again, folks, use that promo code BGI um, when you uh, are on Price Picks. And you can go to the Price Pick website, or if you just Google like Price Picks, does my state allow it kind of deal, then um, you'll be you'll be good to go. And it's in most states you can play. So please do check that out, pricepicks.com. So there you go. Graham Mertz over, excuse me, Graham Mertz more than 179. Uh, Utah's running back more than a touchdown. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bank on Graham Mertz or uh, Dak Prescott getting uh, a passing yard. So, all right, folks, hit that thumbs up if you have not done so yet. And subscribe to our channel for more content. Uh, but I know folks are here for Notre Dame recruiting talk. So we'll dive back into that. Uh, Kyle, I, I wrote an article last night talking about a uh, – key Notre Dame linebacker target visiting for the Ohio state game. Now I think you're with me on this, like, and I've been covering Notre Dame a little bit longer than you have, but like this Ohio state weekend coming up is just crazy. Right. I mean, it is going to be the, I I, I feel like I use the term a lot. Like, Oh, this is the biggest recruiting weekend of the year, but like, this is definitely up there. Right. I mean, this Ohio state weekend, we still got a few weeks to go. uh, But the, just the, the prospects we've confirmed to be visiting. It's a, it's a pretty impressive list already. It is. Uh, and don't take anything away from that USC game as well. I talked to James Flanagan last night. He's going to be there. Um, I saw Damian Shanklin from Indianapolis Warren central last week. He's going to be there as well, but I feel like this Ohio state game is like the wave of priority Notre Dame targets. I think Notre Dame still trying to pull out every stop they can to try and get some of the remaining 2024 targets like Justin Scott and Caleb Beasley, who both committed elsewhere to get on campus. I think both those are long shots, but Ohio State is going to be the the premier visit weekend this season for Notre Dame, and that's exactly why Anthony Sacco is going to be there. Yeah, so this will be his second visit. He was also on campus for the Blue Gold game. You talked about C.J. Carr and his maturity. Uh, you know, both on and off the field, like Saka. When I talk to Anthony Saka, I, I feel like I'm just talking to to one of my buddies. Like, you know, it's my age. Like, he's so mature. It's like very impressive. Like some of these kids that that I get to interact with, I'm like, you guys are wise beyond your years. Like when I was a junior in high school, if someone was interviewing me, I don't know if I could complete a sentence. And these kids are just giving such thoughtful answers. It, it's impressive. So Sack will be visiting Notre Dame for the Ohio State game. Penn State has the lead for him, according to the RPM. But what's interesting is that Notre Dame defensive coordinator, Al Golden, played at Penn State with Anthony Sacco's father. And when Notre Dame recruited, or excuse me, offered him back in, get this, December of 2021. So they offered him coming up on two years ago. John McNulty was the Notre Dame coach who offered him after seeing him after seeing Sack at, at you know at Philly St. Joseph's. McNulty was also on that Penn State team. Now I don't think McNulty and Golden, see McNulty would have left for BC but like a month or two before Golden got to Notre Dame. Uh, but it's just kind of interesting that that like what late 80s Penn State team had all these guys that we're now talking about. Uh, so Sacka's father, I believe, is Tony Sacka, Al Golden, John McNulty. McNulty's now at, with, at Bama with, with Tommy Reese as an analyst. Um, but yeah, so Sacka will be there. It's a pretty big visit. Um, he has offers from Ohio State and Georgia, too. And I actually got to catch up with Sacka um, yesterday morning. Um, he, he had, They're not in school yet, um, so I got to interview him in the morning. Um, so I'll have that story at Blue and Gold in, in the coming days. Really outstanding young man and, and is pretty excited um, about Notre Dame. Okay, I, I want to just pivot real quick to talk about the 2024 class because I feel like if we're going to call the show like, hey, we're talking about all the latest in Notre Dame recruiting, you guys are going to talk about the 2024 class. Okay, so yeah, as I say this, David says, whatever happened to Gerby Lambert in his August timeline? The timeline has been for him to commit before the start of his senior season, which is, what is that? Let me look the day of the week. Is it a Friday? 
I think it's like November seventh. No, 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 no. It's, or it's sorry, like, September seventh. September. Yeah, so it's. I knew it was <laughs> September seventh. I just didn't know if that was next Thursday or Friday. So yeah. we're just kind of waiting. It, we're just waiting until then. And, and as I've been reporting on bloomandgold.com, please do subscribe to the site. Check it out. Uh, yeah, I, I still believe that it Notre Dame looks really good there. In that, um, you know, in that Notre Dame should be getting pretty good news by then. But we'll, we'll see. You know, you, you, the like if. I always like to explain this. Like, if, if if a school is leading for a kid, and then it's the longer it stretches out, you got it. Or and that you when I say lead, and you're like, all right, this Notre Dame should be getting this commitment, like a Dante Moore, right? It's like Notre Dame looks really good for Dante Moore, and then the longer it goes, the more other schools are able to get in the mix. So I don't want to say it's just like a one thousand percent slam dunk, but with all that being said. Notre Dame should be getting good news from Gerby Lambert. I just don't want you folks to think that it's like a thousand percent in terms of like Caleb Beasley and Justin Scott, even Carter Nelson um, from Nebraska. So Nelson, a tight end commit for Nebraska, Justin Scott's the D line commit for Ohio state, Caleb Beasley, the cornerback commit for Tennessee. In terms of all those guys, we just have to follow the visits. If they visit Notre Dame's going to look pretty good there. If they don't, it's going to be tough for Notre Dame. That's basically where it's at. Um, so Notre Dame has – so Kale says Will Shipley, but like even with Will Shipley, I, I mean, it was neck and neck. I mean, I think people could argue that Clemson was the leader at the, the whole time. So like I, I might even push back on that a little bit. So Notre Dame has um, 22 commitments currently in its um, – 2024 class um, Gerby would make 23 commits and my target number for Notre Dame in this cycle is 24 to 25. Now Davis Andrews, I wrote about it blue and gold yesterday. He's still a 2024 safety target for Notre Dame. He's taking a Mormon mission trip, which would mean he graduates from his high school in December, goes on a two year mission from January 24 to January 26 and return to Notre Dame. Um, if he were to commit to the Irish in January 26. So he would be a true freshman, you know, 19 or 20 year old in 2026, which obviously gives him a pretty good leg up on other freshmen at that point. So he wouldn't count against these 2024 class numbers, but he would be included on this commitment list. That's why I'm saying 24 to 25. So Lambert 23, Andrews would be like a 24. And I still think that just in covering this Notre Dame staff and our Marcus Freeman, they are all about um surprises like they the the Notre Dame recruiting staff those coaches they don't like to sit around and just be content so do not be surprised you know if you start seeing oh Notre Dame's trying to flip this kid or this kid or oh they're going after this new prospect who no one's ever really uh maybe I should say no one's heard of but you know was not on the national radar or something like that so definitely some things to uh to keep an eye on there any, any thoughts on what I'm talking about here, Kyle, in this 2024 class for Notre Dame? Just one minor thought on Gerby. I know I've kind of set my precedent, I guess you want to call it, with uh, Caleb Beasley and Justin Scott and Car- Carter Nelson, for that matter. I think I'm in agreement with you. Those guys just got to get on campus for it to be legitimate. Of course, Notre Dame's going to keep working on them in the meantime, but until they make it to South Bend, probably going to be a long shot. Um, S- Oh, go ahead. No, no, you please. I was just going to troll you for a second. Go ahead. Well, uh, I'm going to evade that troll, and maybe I'll <laughs> keep rambling about Gerby, but no, I'll keep it short. Uh, I'm not going to be worried about Gerby unless this thing kind of extends beyond this. I agree. The the timeline. I and mean, we still got a while to go yet. We've kind of, or not a while, but seven days. You know, a lot can happen from now and then, and I think we've tried to establish on this recruiting show and on the loose emoji message board and in our writing that Gerby Lambert, he's just a different cat. You know, he handles his things a little bit differently. He keeps things under the vest. He doesn't talk to reporters often, but don't forget when he does talk to reporters, Chad Simmons, uh, our on three national analyst, is like his go-to guy. Gerby Lambert, he hasn't, he has not kept his cards close to the vest. He's come out and said, Notre Dame is basically a team to be. I like Notre Dame. 
I just feel like he's taking it patient because he can. He doesn't have to rush to make a decision. He's one of the best offensive tackles in the country. He can go anywhere he wants based on his offer sheet. You know, he's chosen to pick between Notre Dame, Ohio State, Harvard, and Boston College. And I think we're in a collective here that Notre Dame is far and away the, the leader for him. And it's just a matter of, um, you know, when, not if, is kind of how I feel about Kirby Lambert, unless something crazy happens within the next few weeks. Yeah, I agree. And you almost did a good job of, of uh, continuing to talk to forget about my troll comment. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really good point. If it's September 8th and he's still not committed, then, you know, it's like, okay, what's going on? But I, I think before then it, we're, we're, we're still, I agree. No reason to, con- to, to be concerned. So Lambert or excuse me, Beasley, Nelson and Scott, are they offerees? Are they targets or are they prospects, Kyle? No, those guys are still targets because nobody's going after them. Yes, they are. I was waiting for this comment to come up, but they are targets. Okay. Well, there you go. Priority targets. Priority priority guys. Notre Dame's going to take them any way they can. All right, so I'm going to ramble here for just a couple moments. So Notre Dame has a recruiting weekend. Tennessee State's coming to town. Now, in my years covering Notre Dame, like this – first home game is typically like, I mean, it's usually not an FCS team, but you're Marshall, um, you know, you're Western Michigan. Like it, it's usually that kind of max school, like a Toledo. Oh gosh, there's another not so good one, but you know, the, that, that first home game for Notre Dame, at, at least since I'm covering, it's not the marquee one. So it's not going to be a huge recruiting weekend, but Notre Dame does have some uh, notable prospects for sure. The majority of them being Notre Dame commits. And this is, I mean, this, some of these plans can be changed. So th- take in, take it with a grain of salt that a couple days before the game, as, as I mean, we're recording this Thursday morning. Uh, a lot of travel itineraries haven't been completely set yet, but this is at least what we understood going into Thursday. So Kane Williams, Notre Dame commit from a Glen Ellen, Glen Bard South who's been fantastic to start his senior season. And Kyle, we'll get to that in just a few moments. He's expected on campus. Uh, I think him and CJ are in a battle for who's been to campus the most. So he, we have, we have Kane Williams with 12 total visits and this will be 13 coming up. And then with CJ, holy crap, never mind. No contests. We have CJ Carr with 16 visits holy crud that is a lot and cam's only you know an hour and a half or so from notre dame uh cj's got what that detroit to south bend drive can't say i've ever made it but you're looking at what three hours or so kyle yeah cj's from just outside ann arbor so i think it's about three hours it's not as far as detroit but somewhere around there yeah that's wild uh, Tay Johnson, Notre Dame uh, athlete. Um, I'll call him an athlete so he can play receiver or safety at the next level. But Notre Dame has him committed as a safety. Four-star prospect, top 200 player nationally per the industry ranking. He is set to visit campus. Uh, Logan Saldate is the lone official visitor. Saldate flipped his commitment from Oregon State to Notre Dame uh, July 21st. He did so without ever visiting campus. So Notre Dame loses commitment from Isaiah Canyon in early July. Uh, the staff looked at lots of different receiver options. Love Saldate offered him and flips him uh, from Oregon State. Uh, later this, actually, I think it will be today, this afternoon, and then Friday. I'm, I'll have articles called like on three rankings discussion or something. I got to talk to Cody Belair and Charles Power, the two uh, rankings guys at on three. And I asked them both, like, hey, of the Notre Dame commits, like, who do you think is stock up? Both of them said Logan Saldate, which I get it. He, he's ranked very low, 181 overall player to his position. But it, but from what they both had told me, it's like, yeah, this guy stuck up big time. So it would be interesting to see following his senior season and just how high he can shoot up the rankings. Um, and there's several other guys. This is just a few names that we're mentioning. We'll have the full visitor previews and whatnot at bloomandgold.com. Um, you know, today or, or Friday, depending on when I'm able to post those. Um, but yeah, and just a couple of prospects, not targets or, or, you know, anything prospects, Eugene Hilton, 
Ty T.Y. Hilton's son is in the 2025 class at Zionsville, Indiana, 5'10", 170 pounds. Uh, got a few offers as, as well. Purdue, Ole Miss, Indiana, uh, Kentucky, Georgia Tech, Miami. Like this kid, uh, Eugene Hilton, I uh, wouldn't be shocked to see him pick up an offer from the Irish. Um, and uh, in the all-name team category, got Grant Bierman um, from Lakota West in the Cincy area, a teammate of um, Notre Dame uh, 2024 safety commit, Tabron Benny Powell, uh, and then Ben Minnick signed with Notre Dame in the 2023 class from this school. So there's my ramble. Uh, th- thoughts from you, Kyle? Yeah, I, I want to mention with Grant Bierman, uh I talked to him back in the summer after he camped at Notre Dame, and he kind of had a cool story. He's a Power 5 guy. He told me that he is on the Ben Minnick and Tabron Beanie Powell um, trajectory for Notre Dame. So basically what that is is late in the 2025 or 2023 and 2024 recruiting cycles, Notre Dame had a need at a position. Um, Both of those were safety. Notre Dame identified two Lakota West guys, Ben Minnick and Tabron Beanie Powell, in separate years. Um, flipped the or not flipped them because they weren't committed elsewhere, but flipped the switch and right. prioritize prioritize those guys in the summer. Got quick turnarounds at commitments, and you know that's not exactly the cr- case with Grant Beerman. I think there are some other linebackers Notre Dame feels really good about uh, going into football season, but. Grant Bierman's a really good football player, and Notre Dame identified him at camp, and they're kind of taking that um, Lakota West approach. They're going to host him for a game day like they did with uh, Benny Powell, and then they're going to let his junior season play out and see what happens. So that's a guy to definitely keep on your radar. I'm excited to see Hilton. That's a, That'll be a cool guy to see up, up in person. Of course, NFL pedigree there. and. Um, one one other note is I had a pretty extensive interview with uh, Logan Saldate last week, and I straight up asked him. I said, "Do you ever even think that since you haven't visited Notre Dame that you could go there and not like it at all?" He's like, "No, there's no way. I just know way too much about it that um, I, I'm already in love with it before I go there." And he mentioned that he's just super excited to connect with Cam Williams, Notre Dame's other wide receiver commit. Cam's just been amazing with all the other recruits. I think we're in agreement that he's probably one of our favorite recruits to cover in this class. He's awesome with us and no surprise that he's just already become a leader and, uh, you know, outstanding resource for all these other guys in the 2024 and 2025 class for that matter. I already know. I noticed on um, Twitter or X as you might want to call it that Cam, uh, I I knew you wouldn't like that comment, but (laughs) Cam, Quote tweet a, a tweet of Derek Meadows, your guy from Bishop Gorman in Las yeah. Vegas, and Cam's all over that recruitment too. So it, this this twenty four class is really coming together is in terms of their chemistry. I think it it took a big leap. Uh, the Grill and Chill Cookout, which was just such a unique event, we've talked about it before, and you see it now. Notre Dame's getting all these local kids back to campus for game days as much as possible. Carson Hobbs will be there. Uh, from Cincinnati Moore, and yep. they're just going to keep building that relationship. I mean, when these guys get on campus, they're going to know each other so well. They're hardly going to be strangers. So Notre Dame, uh, it, it's calculated, man. They know what they're doing. And as you mentioned earlier in the show, now that they they got these guys wrapped up, plenty of guys they can go after um, elsewhere. They're going to be aggressive, and we're excited to cover it. And that Saldate story coming soon? So uh, I guess I can share now with our um, – listeners and i'll put this note on the loose emoji message board but every friday i think i'm going to do a series here on during football season where i'm going to do a commit q a it's going to be a pretty extended um interview with notre Notre dame's verbal commits uh some of the guys that we won't really have the opportunity to go out on the road and see notre dame is 2022 guys there's only 11 to 12 weeks in the high school football season and you know you're down there grinding down south i'm in the midwest so there there are a couple guys that we just won't be able to see and i want to make sure i'm still keeping in touch with these kids hearing about the recruitment what's going on so every friday i'm blue and gold i think friday mornings we can expect a uh, commit q a and 
I thought Logan Saldate would be the perfect one to lead off this series. He's going to be visiting Notre Dame for the first time this weekend. And uh, he had an amazing uh, senior debut, seven catches, 161 yards, and two scores uh, last Thursday. He plays this Thursday as well. So you can catch that up on Blue and Gold tomorrow morning. Yeah, and in terms of the, the whole X thing, you can see I still have the Twitter. I have not real. I have not updated my app yet. This and guy. I use. I am going to keep it as long as humanly possible. Just that whole thing is that whole thing is crazy. Um, X. Oh, come on. All right. If you're feeling crazy, you need to chill out a little bit. Go to rogueshop.com. It's time to hear from one of our sponsors, and it is the husband and wife outfit as Mr. Rogue and his wife, Shara, craft cannabis farmers who specialize in small batch sustainable plant medicine, a true holistic type of small business. They farm and grow everything themselves and do everything by hand. Their Rogue Shop, excuse me, their visit, their website to visit is rogueshop.com. They sell everything from CBD, THC to edibles, tinctures, smokables, bath salts, pan creams, topicals, vapes, and so much more. Uh, if you head to the website, you have the 24-7 chat function where customers can ask the owners any questions that you guys may have. Check it out, rogueshop.com. If you have issues sleeping, chronic pain, and or have anxiety, stress issues, and when you use that promo code blue and gold, um, you get 10% off your order. So again, that is just one word, no spaces, blue and gold for 10% off your order. Um, and if you're on, if you're a member of our blueandgold.com website, they're um, sporadically post different, uh, even better uh, deals for, um, you know, percentage off your order. So please do check that out if you're a member uh, on of our website. So, yep, rogueshop.com. Uh, Kyle, you do the tremendous job of uh, tracking the Notre Dame commits during the football season with your commit tracker article. Um, so yeah, just some names off the top of your head. Like do you, you want to talk about some guys who really stood out to you, um, you know, from what last Thursday to Saturday's games. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of put them in a tweet or an X post uh, that three Notre Dame wide receiver commits. Those guys are studs. Um, each had two touchdowns uh, receiving. Cam Williams had three of them, and uh, Cam Williams even had two kick returns. So uh, those guys had lit it up last Friday and Saturday. Uh, or in, well, Saldate's case, Thursday. Uh, all went for about 150 yards as well. Of course, um, Cam Williams and Saldate both exceeded it. So those wide receivers are just going to be so exciting to see at Notre Dame with CJ Carr throwing them the ball. And like Cam Williams, oh my, look at this guy. How are you going to tell me he's not going to step on the field and find a role Notre Dame next year? He is, uh, he's just a stud. He's, he's a five-star guy in my opinion. He's going to find his way on the field. Uh, those were the guys that uh, really stood out. And then, how about Bodie uh, Cahoon? He had, I think, 17 tackles or 12 tackles. He had a Seven. monster performance. Yeah, he like 17 tw tackles, 12 solo, a uh, couple tackles for loss. That was a heck of a senior season debut. Um, I, I haven't had a chance to update the story yet, um, but Clearwater Academy International has been uh, kind of had a tragic situation this week where they lost one of their assistant coaches. Uh, but Still, luckily, Sean Savalano has been great with me. He was able to send me his stats last night, and he had, like, 18 tackles, like, nine tackles for a loss and Jeez. three sacks. So that's pretty much what we saw from him in his junior season as well. He he had an outstanding performance. and Those are pretty much the guys that uh, came off the top of my head. I know Anthony Knapp's team rolled to a win. So did uh, Teddy Rezac's. Pretty, pretty good start uh, to the 2023 season for all these Notre Dame guys. I don't really see a lot of guys, uh, you know, losing games yet. I know Fort Wayne Northside where Bronte Johnson plays. They're 0-2. Uh, Tay Johnson hasn't been able to play yet with a lower leg injury, so they're gonna they're desperate to get him back on the field. But they're not really going to rush it. Um, in Indiana, every team makes the playoffs, so I think they're just uh, slowly bringing him along. I wouldn't. Be surprised to see him play this week or next. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay. And then uh, wanted to talk about Justin Thurman, Notre Dame running back committed in the 2025 class from Tampa Jesuits, uh, committed to the Irish August 1st. So he tweets out the other day that... He picks up an offer from Missouri and Notre Dame fans. I love you guys. Like, so Nate Roberts did the same thing, right? He commits to Notre Dame over the summer. And then he's tweeting out, Hey, I got offers from Nebraska and I got offers from Florida. And, and because, and I had been hearing that Nate was fine with Notre Dame and his decommitment kind of came out of nowhere, but because Nate Roberts committed to Notre Dame over the summer for his junior year, posted offers and then decommitted now folks will well no anyone who now, now like that, that logic doesn't work that now if anyone commits to Notre Dame before they start their junior season and tweets out an offer from another school that must mean they're decommitting like that's that's what I, I think I learned in college is a logical fallacy that's just not the case just so Justin Thurman um again this four-star back picked up an offer from Missouri and he is from St. Louis um, so I thought it was very strange that Missouri just now offered him, but it's a different discussion for a different day. Um, but again, Thurman from St. Louis to Svet and transferred to uh, Tampa Jesuit last year. He had a family, uh, you know, his family moved down to the Sunshine State uh, and, and then the Tigers end up offering him. Um, but checked in there and uh, all is good. So if you folks are saying, oh, is, this kid is getting an offer from Missouri. Is, is he want to? go play in the SEC? Does he want to go back home? Like, like from, from, from what I'm being told, he is fully locked in with Notre Dame. And like most of these kids who get offers, like after they're committed, they will tweet them out. They will thank that school for offering him. Now there's some, I think most times a, a quarterback commit won't like there, or if a kid just hates social media, he won't like, there's definitely exceptions, but for the most part, you you the kids will tweet them out as, as an appreciation because they do uh, like they're thoughtful kids like it means a lot to them that these coaches would put their trust in, in, in them and, and extend a scholarship offer so again all is fine here but there's a long ways to go till signing day for this kid i mean it's what for and for all the 2025 class you have what 15 months or so a lot can happen but again there's I've said this many times. Thurman is the most Notre Dame kid I've ever covered. Like this kid just was born to go play at Notre Dame, like Notre Dame or Stanford for me. Like this kid was just born to play at one of those two schools. But so uh, Kyle, did you have any thoughts on this before we move on? I actually had five thoughts when Justin Thurman committed. Uh, you did earlier this month. And one of those thoughts was that Justin Thurman's a guy that, you know, even if Dylan McCullough might leave uh, for another job opportunity, I think McCullough is a guy that, isn't long for Notre Dame, and that's a good thing because he's moving up the coaching ranks, going to be an offensive coordinator soon, maybe a head coach somewhere. Wouldn't be surprised to see him back in the NFL. And if McCullough does move on from Notre Dame eventually, I'm not worried about Justin Thurman leaving uh, Notre Dame either. Like you said, he's a Notre Dame kid through and through. Uh, His family extremely values that Catholic Jesuit education. Unfortunately, Notre Dame is not a Jesuit school. I know I've mentioned before on the board, I'm a Jesuit educated guy myself, four years high school, four years college, and Justin Thurman values that education. So they're all in on Notre Dame. So not worried about him going elsewhere. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. So wanted to uh, wrap up with kind of just where the boys are traveling this week. Um, And obviously yesterday you got to go see um, Notre Dame target uh, James Flanagan. Um, from Green Bay, and I know on your you texted me on your way there. You just like drive by Lambo, like that's got to be pretty cool. But yeah, Flanagan kind of stands out uh, as a man amongst boys here. So yeah, just you know how how was seeing him yesterday, and then where else are you headed this week? Yeah, James kind of have been nicer. He's a a super great kid, and um, 
his recruitment's kind of interesting because like he's uh, basically down to five schools and I won't disclose those schools. I'll let um, our subscribers on the uh, blue and gold go check that out. My Intel story that I wrote last night after going to check him out at practice, but Notre Dame obviously firmly in the mix. He's a legacy recruit son of former Notre Dame defensive lineman, Jim Flanagan, who played in the NFL, played for Notre Dame in the nineties. Uh, Notre Dame's looking good here, uh, and there are four other schools involved uh, planning game day visits. Flanagan, we can expect for the USC game, as I mentioned earlier. But uh, interesting recruitment because, like I kind of mentioned, that uh, Flanagan is he's an athlete. Like he's um, Notre Dame offered him his tight end when Roberts committed. They were basically like, okay, we still want you. Come join us. We don't care if it's on defense. But after uh, Roberts decommitted, Notre Dame kind of was back to focusing more on him as a tight end. So uh, basically the message from Notre Dame has been that we don't care what position you play. We want you part as our, of, of our football team. And after seeing him yesterday, I can totally see that. He's just a stud. He's 6'6". He moves great. Uh, former hockey player, which I love. Physical. And the one thing that I noticed about him is just a relentless hard worker. A guy had an unbelievable motor. And I asked him about that after practice. I was like, you ever get tired? He's like, playing both ways, you can't. And then I talked to his coach, and I was, and his coach brought it up un, unprompted. And he said, Flanagan is genuinely the hardest worker on the team. And that was evident. So Notre Dame kid through, through and through. No surprise the Irish have made him a priority. Honestly, one of the top of the board targets for them in this class, and Notre Dame has told him as much. So, Notre Dame just got to close this one now. I know you got a prediction in. I think Notre Dame is the team to beat, but um, yeah, they gotta they gotta finalize this one and hopefully get him into the class and have him uh, helping with uh, the recruiting effort. Yep, good stuff. I I do like where Notre Dame stands with James Flanagan, um, and I definitely wrote as much at blueandgold.com. So. This will be your what third weekend on the road, right? You run you you yeah. did it. The burn it up game, and then you did CJ Carr. I was in South Bend the weekend of August 18th, so I didn't get to go to any games. This past weekend was my 30th birthday weekend, and because Notre Dame played on the Saturday, I was like, I'm gonna take Friday to kind of have my my party day. So this will be my first uh weekend on the road and i am staying local uh and seeing anthony knapp from roswell georgia um a four-star offensive one wait that on three that can't be right on three has them ranked higher than everybody else that that's that can't be true because on three hates notre dame kidding uh but yeah number 184 number nine uh, number 184 overall player number nine in tier offensive lineman per on three rest of the websites have them ranked as a three-star so i will be seeing knapp and when I talk to Notre Dame sources about Nap, like, man, they just feel like they got an absolute freak show here. Like, th- his film, they just, r- my sources in Notre Dame rave about Anthony Knapp. So, you know, he's not the biggest. He doesn't have, like, the widest shoulders to sit at 6'4", 265 pounds. But um, a film don't lie. And uh, you know, Notre Dame is very, very excited about him. And um, it's it's Marietta at Roswell, two, you know, powerhouse teams um, in the state of Georgia for sure. Um, maybe not like the powerhouse team, but big time team. So expecting a really good game on Friday night. Um, and, and I'll have a story uh, before I go to bed on Friday night. I'll, I'll have a story posted on Naps uh, performance and, and how that game went. And I know uh, Kyle, what, what game are you seeing on Friday? So I am going to York or no, it's Elmhurst York community school to see, a Notre Dame defensive line target, Joseph Reef. He is playing uh, another target, uh, 2025 edge, Gabe Kaminsky from LaGrange Park Nazareth Academy, which is where J.J. McCarthy went before transferring to Mich- uh, transferring to IMG. Of course, J.J. McCarthy ended up signing with Michigan. Uh, Julian Love also went to Nazareth, so I'll be at that game Friday night. Tonight, going to see Owen Strebig. Um, on my way, going to meet Michael Resky. Saturday I'll be at the Notre Dame game and huh, Sunday I'm gonna have a whole lot of writing. So 
Uh, thank God the NFL doesn't kick off this week because I would be bummed. I'd be missing out on some of those games. But, yeah, it is going to be a loaded content week next week at Blue and Gold. Yeah, so please do check out blueandgold.com. Andrew asked a couple questions, and we're going to sign off. Do on three and 24-7 have the same rating skill? I, I honestly have no idea. Do you Do you have any idea, Kyle? I don't, can't say I pay attention to that. It's tough to say, like, exactly with that question, but I think that so like Notre or twenty four seven and on three they both rate guys like basically eighty five through a hundred or maybe a little bit lower in the eighties but most most guys are, are in that range like I think I'm trying to think off well, the top of my head like Logan Saldate I think he's at eighty eight uh, on twenty four seven like an eighty six on on three um, like kind of comparable there and then like there are certain guys like Quinn Ewers when he was uh, a recruit, every service pretty much rated him at uh, 100, so he was like a perfect recruit. So it was pretty much the same rating scale. I know Rival is where we both came from. It's yes. a little bit different. They Makes they no go sense. from like 5.3 to like 6.1, and on three has to like kind of convert them. I think ESPNs is a little bit different as well, but yeah, I do believe on three and twenty four seven has. They, they, they got at least got to be similar. So Tuberton throwing some shade at on three. Um, you think on three would notice? So like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, it, it, it's is it a very subjective thing? So like, if if on three says, oh, we really like this guy more than everyone else, or we don't like this guy everyone more than everyone else, shouldn't they be able to have their opinion? Like. Uh, you would think on three would notice they are the only ones with rankings that don't even come near the other platforms. Like they should be able to to rank how they see fit. Like it, it, so, you're, you're telling me that on three should go. Oh well, we like this guy more than rivals, but rivals and twenty four seven have them ranked here, so we should just probably do what they do. Like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So Tuberton, just just take it easy, bro. And one last thing, Andrew Gilmore says, how do recruits view Sam Hartman? Do they think it's a good thing because Notre Dame should be good? Any negative views on transfer taking over as the starter? I think the one position is just quarterback on that. Otherwise, it as long if Notre Dame's winning, there's all, all, all everything's good. Like winning solves these problems. But I mean, at the quarterback position, that's the one where it's like, okay, you're you're taking you know, transfers like uh, you guys, they were going to start a high school quarterback. Like, sure. Like that, that kind of conversation can take place at the quarterback spot, but otherwise, no, no one's like, Oh, I'm a cornerback. I'm, you know, concerned about you guys playing a quarterback transfer. Like, no. So again, winning solves everything. So, so that's it. So Kyle, good show, my friend, you have safe travels and enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, I'm sure that I will do the same. So, folks, please do, before we get out of here, hit that thumbs up on this video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for more content. Uh, what else do we have coming out today? We have our Friday, um, what, noon Eastern prediction show where, where me and Tim break down the game. We'll, Tim and I will go live right after the game to kind of, you know, give the the breakdown of Notre Dame versus Tennessee State Goolsby show Sunday night. And, of course, you can go to blueandgold.com for all of your Notre Dame football and recruiting coverage. Appreciate you folks. And as always, we will catch you next time. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.